Hi, friends, and welcome. I am your hot mess of a host, Mary Hendricks from The Very Merry Life, your new mom friend that soon will feel like an old friend. Twice a week, every week, I want you to come and join me as we cover moments in motherhood, marriage, sex, and more. Some moments worth savoring, others worth surviving, all with a laugh, pep talk, or F-bomb every now and again. I want you to come as you are, but leave the sugar coating behind because, guys, we know how sweet it already is. So what do you say? Up for picking some daisies? All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Hi, Adam. Welcome. Hello. How's it going? Good to be here. Good. I am excited. I'm uh, I'm especially excited just because selfishly, (laughs) I need this for me. (laughs) Um, And we'll get, you know what? I always jump ahead. I, I have the if you listen to the podcast episodes ever, I have the tendency to jump ahead before letting the person I bring on introduce themselves. So I'm going to let you do that first, and then we're going <gasps> to get on. Okay, introduce myself first. That's so nice. Okay, <laughs> let let's see. Well, my name is Adam Brenson. I've been on Instagram for about four years now, and I started a page basically with the intention of helping people with flight anxiety because I had flight anxiety really bad and like panic attacks on planes and stuff like that. So I figured, hey, there's there's nothing on Instagram, even though there's a lot of stuff on Instagram, there's nothing about flight anxiety specifically. Yeah. So I thought like, hey, that wouldn't be kind of cool if I started a page and s- just saw what happened. In the process, though, I found a lot of other people who were dealing with this. And so actually, Instagram at first was helping me overcome my own flight anxiety through connecting with people. So, but now I help people overcome it. So I'm actually yeah. a coach. And I help people one-to-one in group coaching programs through my Instagram page, through my Facebook group. A lot of things. I'm going to start a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> get, get even busier. But I, I, I think, yeah. So that's kind of the gist of what I do. I help people with flight anxiety. I've helped a lot of people, and because of the approach I use and the fact that I personally dealt with it, I've been able to help a lot of people who haven't found help otherwise. Yeah. So that's been kind of amazing. People who were they thought they were stuck this way, and I showed them you're not stuck. You're just a human being with a human brain, and we're going to help you get through it. And then they get to live their life of their dreams again, which is super cool to see. I love helping people transform and take something that seems like a big challenge and just break it down. And they start to you know believe in themselves more and believe that they are capable. So I basically help people feel like they're capable, give them yeah. a lot of tools, and then fly because flying is so important. It's so important. It's so ingrained. Said, yeah, selfishly, that's why I'm excited. So one of my followers actually had recommended your page to me. She had found oh, you. Cool. Um, and that's when I checked you out and I was like, okay, this is what I need in my life. So for anyone listening, if you don't know the backstory on this, I have a terrible fear of flying. Uh, and I've always had it. I've always not liked flying. I remember the first time I ever was scared was when I was a kid uh, and I just didn't like it, but we did a lot. So I really didn't have, I never had a choice because my parents told us we were going somewhere. We were getting on the plane. Uh, But I definitely had one moment of a real big panic attack coming home um, when I was in college and my mom, I remember I had to get home. I was in Chicago and she's like, you have to come home. Like there's no avoiding this. You have to get on the plane. Uh, You don't want to have a panic attack in the destination that you're at when you have to get back home because then you're stuck. Uh, but yeah. so I, I remember taking like Tylenol PM, probably way more than the dosage and was zonked out and got on the plane. Oh and then that was kind of like how I did it. But I always pushed myself. It was when be- I became a mom that my anxiety grew tenfold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tenfold. Like I couldn't, the moment we booked a plane a flight. And that's the thing with anxiety and what I tell people, it's not a fear of flying per se and that I'm uncomfortable doing it. Like, I don't think a lot of people like flying. I think the environment, the 
the wait times, like flying isn't always the most joyous of things. This is like the moment. You're correct. I booked, <laughs> yeah. The moment I book the plane ticket, I am thinking about it every single day coming up and it's like an impending doom. It's like I, for example, I'm flying right after Halloween. So in my head is like, this is my last Halloween with my kids. It's oh, awful. Man. So it's just, it boils down. So it's every single day, but people like, I don't think people realize how big of a fear that has. And I honestly wouldn't wish it on anyone because it's been five years since I've flown. I have family in California. Um, I am flying in a month, less than a month at this point. I'm yeah. going to face it. It just, it's debilitating to think right. about me getting on a plane, but I'm going to force myself to do it. I just, <laughs> I, I get it. I get yeah. it. And, and so, and uh, I, I don't know this information about you, but where do you live? New Jersey. So you're going across the country. So that's a big mm-hmm. psychological like thing you probably are focused on, I would think, too. Yeah. You know what? And, and I've actually broke it down. I actually sat with myself the other day and I was like, because I think people have fears of different things. And I'm sure you've covered it. Like the mm-hmm. biggest triggers. And actually, I'll let you tell me. What are the biggest triggers for anxiety with like, what are the things that people Ooh. hate about flying that triggers their anxiety? Because all the things they hate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there's I there's two like main areas, but then yeah, there's definitely like the common things: turbulence, yeah, the takeoff, everything. Uh, yeah. It's just it's like like and like you said, the, the buildup too of the whole travel experience can then weigh in on it, and they don't realize it. It could be like, well, actually, you're anxious about this other thing going on in your life, like work related thing, but then it's being brought in as flight anxiety. So it's actually a lot of triggers. It's just life triggers, the travel experience triggers, news media like. You know, the, the way stuff is portrayed in the, the media triggers people. Yeah. And then our brains soak up all this imagery. So it's, yeah. it's a lot of stuff, but it triggers, you know, a sense of falling, the fear of heights, loud noises, like all these things are triggering. But I wanted to, to, to point this out because I wasn't bringing it up anyways, but you brought it up is becoming a parent. Yeah. There's so many people because I've, I've worked with a lot of parents, specifically mothers who they tell me, oh, I used to go all these places. I used to fly, really like it. And then they become a parent. They're a mom. And it's like, your brain changes. I know, yeah. like, obviously, I didn't give birth to a child and grow it in my body. But <laughs> I yeah. know my brain has changed becoming a dad. I'm like, just, I'm different. I become yeah. a dad now. I'm, I'm in yeah. dad mode. Yeah. And so I and I can, I can, I know from talking to people how consistent and regular and just predictable it is. I'm like, if, I'll ask them like, well, did you become a parent recently or how old your your kids? And it's yeah. like, oh, they're two and three or they're like two and six or they're, they're just, you know, they're, they're just were born. Yeah. It's like you become so protective and aware and heightened about your whole environment and what could maybe possibly harm them or not seeing them again. If you have to leave them behind, it's just yeah. like, there's yeah. so many triggers. That's why this is so hard. It's it like, is. It's, it's really so hard. hard. And I, I sat with it. Actually, you know what? Real quick before I answer and I continue, my, I heard my cleaning lady upstairs and I don't think she thinks realizes that I'm home. I just oh, okay. She won't come downstairs. I just want to like text her and let her know that I am here. Yeah. And my baby is sleeping. So don't go in her room. And Good. Good idea. Don't wake that baby. Yeah. Just down in the basement and. Um, baby is napping. Okay. Okay. Uh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, no. So I sat with myself and I was thinking about like, what is it? Because like, I obviously, like I said, I don't like the airports. I think about 
here are my three things. It's not turbulence. Turbulence actually is not that scary for me because I've learned the science of it. Obviously, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it, but it's not a... I've learned a little bit more of the science behind it and I've talked to people. Yeah, so I've I've been able to kind of call myself with turbulence and things like that. Um, I don't think I would like it very much if we were to take off during a thunderstorm. <laughs> like, mm, I don't, there's yeah. things like that where I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like, I'm not a fan of that. I've flown through scary turbulence before. I've kind of sat through that and I, it is what it is. It is, like I said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm afraid of dying, obviously, because I'm afraid yes. of a crash. That is my fear. But okay, it's not so yeah. much the fear of the crash because let's say, God forbid, that were to happen. That's done. I can't really do anything about it. It is the lead up to not yeah, seeing my or, kids. It's my kids. Yeah, That's what yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. Right. It's the fear of not seeing my kids. It's the lead up of like being so devastated that this is what's going to happen and I'm not going to see my kids. So that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, second thing is it's loss of control. I, yep. just, I kind of like I look at the pilots every time I get on. And I'm like, are you <laughs> like, are you focused right now? You know that I'm on the plane. You better protect me. <laughs> yeah. Are, are we OK right now? Like that. Yeah. And then it's obviously just like little intrusive thoughts and things like that. What if something goes wrong? What if a screw comes loose? Like it's just it's like the what if every situation. It's actually pretty phenomenal. And I talked to a, a therapist that was on uh, as a guest a little while <clears> back and. I talked to her about it and she said, it's just incredible when you really break it down what our brains are capable of coming up with. Yes. Because even if you rationalize it, your brain, I almost feel like my brain is like, okay, well, you got that one. How about this? <laughs> like, how about yeah. this one? Try this one now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. And so that's that the control thing that is very common because. Yeah. So there's a book, it's called Emotional Equations and there's, there's an equation for anxiety in there. I don't know if you ever heard this way of talking about anxiety is that uncertainty times powerlessness gives you anxiety. Yeah. Right. So control, lack of control feeds into that sense of powerlessness, but also uncertainty because we don't know what we don't know. We, our brain comes up with things we possibly could not know. We, we just, there's so many possible things that we cannot have control over or, yeah. or that we could have uncertainty about or powerlessness about if those are high enough, you're going to get some anxiety. Yeah. And then if you, have association with flying and anxiety as a certain thing, as a, like something I don't want, you're trying to push away and fight with it. That's actually the opposite of what you need to do. And it creates more anxiety sometimes and more struggle and which is sustaining a nervous system response that you don't want. You know, so yeah. your fight or flight response is just being sustained and you're like in this heightened, probably at this point, exhausted state of stress yeah. and anxiety, which is makes it really hard to think clearly. And so those intrusive thoughts when they come in, you can get tricked by them more easily. Yeah. And if you try to fight with them, like you said, your brain goes, here's another one. Here's another one. Yeah. And that's how anxiety is. Like, even like with anxiety symptoms, they can start, one can go away and then one, another one can show up. Yeah. And so it always thinks, seems like maybe there's something wrong with me, you know? Cause like yeah, last week it was this and now I'm getting this other thing. And yeah, but it's really tricky. Everything you described is, is like super common and people have overcome it. Yeah. There's actually a process you can go through to totally overcome this stuff. It just takes time. To yeah. undo what has been done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the, that's why I'm like, I don't have really that much time. I'm just ripping the bandaid off at this point. Uh, yeah. so I'll just that and Xanax <laughs> at this point. I'm just going to do that for now just to get my butt on that plane and sit and go. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Like, like I, I, I want to tackle it long term. Like, that's yes. 
my thing where I've, you know, I've, I've talked about it on Instagram and people have always come back and they're like, well, just easy medication. And I'm like, mm. I understand that. But I also am just, I'm the type of person that's like, yeah, I get that. It's a quick fix. It will get me on. I've taken it before. It really has helped. It's actually helped very well. Uh, oh, but good. it, it's not something I want to keep up. And it's it's a pain for me because even now, like I have to get I have to go to my doctor. I don't just get it readily prescribed. I have to go to my doctor every single time I fly now to Yeah, they give you enough just for the flight. That's enough. You know? It's only four pills, just two before, two after, or two yeah. each way, um, flying each way. So it's like that's it, which is totally fine again. But you know, even for example, I'm so I'm flying in the beginning of November and then I come home and then we have like a 10 day window and then we're flat my husband and I are both flying to London. Uh, so it's a lot. This is like big Ooh, trips. They're not even yeah. like small trips. They're just like ripping the bandaid off, get your butt on the plane, go. <laughs> so it's a lot. Living life. Yep. Yeah. You know what? And it's, it's the fear. And I've said this before, the fear of planes is awful. It's the fear of not doing it because I have a feeling if I, like my husband jo- keeps joking, he was like, you know what? We won't know that you're actually going on this trip until we take off. He was like, because he knows me. True. And yeah. he was like, you don't really know that you're going to be on there and you still have time. Like you have time. And I just looked and I was like, I'm going because if I don't go, I yeah. will never fly. And I know that. I know that about myself where if like, I, and it's the fear of holding myself back and being land bound forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That terrifies me even more because I don't want that. I don't want that for my kids. Like my kids exactly. are probably the emphasis for a lot of my anxiety, but they're also a lot of the push to get yes. over this because I want makes them to, total sense. I don't want them to have this at all where it's, you know, I, I want them to be able to grow up and go travel the world and not be scared. Cause I don't want to pass it on. Well, yeah, yeah, that's, and that's a lot to take on, right. To think that like, I have to set the stage for the rest of my children's life, you know, like you, you have to be the one who overcomes it. But you know, I relate to that because I had to use like emotional anchoring to get through flights. You know, there's a, there's a term called like emotional anchors, anchor thoughts. Like Mel Robbins has a really good video. She talks about anchor thoughts a lot too, and anxiety and actually with flying. I don't know if you ever watched that video, but I'll look it up. I know she had a fear. I'll send it to you. I will find the links. I know where it is. Let let me, and I'll put it in the show notes too, for anyone listening. Send me all that stuff because uh, I know she had a fear of flying though. Mel Robbins. Cause my mom actually told me, about Mel Robinson's fear when I was like really struggling with it. She was like, you should listen to her. Cause I know she was saying something about how she kind of overcame it. Cause she had to fly a lot. She's that's who she is. So. Yeah. And, and, and now, now she's even more famous. It's just more people hear about these things, but so like we, we can use emotional anchors to get through experiences. A one, they cause a wedge between how we don't want to feel and how we do want to feel. Yeah. And they interrupt, they kind of put a break on what's going on. Cause if, for example, this is a really simple one. Actually, so I'm going to back up a little bit. Yeah. I have a surprise for you. I didn't, I didn't mention it, but everybody who's listening to this podcast, if you message me on Instagram and just say, and just message me your laugh, I have a resource that I just created that I haven't even shared with anybody and I'll give it to you for free. Awesome. It, okay. It's a, it's a PDF about how to use breathing, smiling and laughing effectively from a scientific standpoint to help retrain your nervous system response. So these are really easy techniques. You can use them on planes. You can use them in daily life. And I created a PDF because this is stuff that helped me. Once again, I share what helped me and other people. And so like, I'll give that to people if they want. But yeah. It, it, and so a little bit of like emotional anchoring and like interrupting plays into that with that stuff too. So for example, if I'm smiling and laughing, it's really hard for my brain to fully participate in a fight or flight response. Okay? okay. Yeah. 
So, because it's all chemical, it's all chemical stuff. Like yeah. we are a chemical cocktail, like humans. There's, yeah. you, you, you get hormones and different things in different proportions. You're going to feel a certain way, right? So if I am anxious and then I'm thinking about how much I love my kids and this beautiful moment that maybe happened in the past, I'm going to produce certain chemicals in my body that are going to interrupt the stress response. Interesting. Okay. You know, so like, like you said, our kids can be used to inspire help us take the next step forward, grow, expand our abilities. Because I did that. I actually would imagine that moment I remember with my first son being born is how incredible that was when you finally was in the outside world. And it's like yeah. looking at him. It was so shocking, startling, beautiful, amazing. that I would use that and I would look, kind of look at him on the plane too and just, and just make that connection. And so like I got a surge of probably like oxytocin, serotonin. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then my brain's like, oh, that's an, it, it, it like notices these shifts and it kind of helps you not be fully in the state that you don't want to be in. Yeah. But it's really cool. So like you can use emotional anchoring combined with a lot of stuff that I teach to just help have these tools that you feel confident in so that, you know, you can go on the plane because you have to trust yourself. You got to trust the plane, yeah. the pilots, yourself and the travel process. If any of those uh, trust levels are not quite where they need to be, you're going to have an automatic nervous system response. that's not helpful. Yeah. So I feel like when you completely trust the planes and pilots, that's going to lead into your safety being amplified. And you're not going to think, I might crash or what if this, what if, you know, yeah. all that stuff is catastrophic. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Maybe. where my brain goes. And so for trusting the plane and the pilots, what would you recommend for that? Like educating yourself as to how these things fly? Like that's oh, what I've been trying to do. There's a lot of things you can do. There's yeah. a lot of cool stuff you can do. So one, super easy, follow pilots on Instagram. Yeah. Because did you know? Pilots have huge followings on Instagram and they post a lot. They actually are amazing video editors and they post really cool reels and videos of them actually at work. And they have all this information. You see, so you see them as like, this is a real person. They share how their job works, what they do. You're putting like a life, like a soul, a person to this job. Yeah. You know, and so you can use that reference point and you can like follow a bunch of pilots and almost like make a conglomeration of like all the things you like about all these pilots and imagine your pilot, he or she, whoever they are, is kind of like another one of those people. One of these people yeah. that you trust, that you know is doing this for a lot of good reasons, who loves their life, super smart, intelligent, great decision maker. It's going to be hard for you if, you if you have that type of reference and idea of what a pilot is in your brain. It's going to be hard for you to not trust them. Yeah. You know, eat a little bit more than you normally would. You can meet them too. Yeah. You can just, you can like tell the gate attendant and say, Hey, I'm here. I'm flying today. I, I'm not backing out, but I really got to meet the pilot. I want to talk to them and just kind of get a good feel for that. It's going to help me with my flight anxiety because I'm really trying to work on it. Yeah. And you can meet the pilot. That has helped people so many times. It's so easy okay. and it's free. Yeah. I should do and, they, that. and they will do it. It's, it's a common thing. And, yeah. and uh, the, sometimes the flight attendants will check up on you too. So like, the education is a really good important uh, yeah. part of this. Like, and it's my, so uh, it's so readily available that anyone can access this stuff. My flight to London, thankfully, this is why I like Instagram. I thank Instagram tremendously for so many things because I think. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I think social media can be damaging, but I think there are so many positives to it. And uh, yeah. one of those being a girl from my hometown who I grew up with. I haven't seen her in years, but she follows me, and she saw my stories about me flying, and she's a United flight attendant. Oh. And she messaged me and she said, hey, what airline are you flying to London? And I told her it's United. And she's like, okay, I haven't chosen my flights yet. I am going to try and get on. No way. Flight. Yeah. So I'm what? really hoping I haven't confirmed whether or not that's happening. But she was like, I am going to that is try cool. just to get like on your flight there. That way I can be there and like hopefully ease 
some that of this. And amazing. I'm like, that would be awesome if that ended up happening. Cause that would, I think then I would be <laughs> a little bit calmer. It, it, it could help. Yeah. Cause yeah. even if she can't make it, you got to think like my friend, this person I know does this for a job. Yeah. How many times has she flown? How many miles has she flown? Yeah. You know, like, if you look on Flight Radar 24, it's like a website and an app. You see all the planes in real time, and it's, like, mind-blowing. You realize, oh, in the United States alone, there's, like, several millions of people flying every day. They go up, they go down. And the flight attendants, the pilots, all of them, they, they just do their job, and it's not really, like, a big deal. That's the facts, though, and it's hard to then negotiate with your brain to get the emotional part to change. Yeah. Which yeah. takes the, the practice. You got to take the facts with you on the plane and just keep staying committed to practicing Combined with some other things, of course, but eventually the facts will hold their ground and, and they will dominate how you feel, you know, because yeah. it, it's hard to dispute the facts. They're right there. There's, the facts are there that like turbulence has never caused a plane to crash. Millions of people fly every day. Pilots very often have never even dealt with a major emergency in their entire career. Yeah. So it just shows you like, oh, there's kind of a lot of overwhelming evidence that I'm completely safe. And this is technically the safest thing you will do all day. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. I know. I think about that often. I actually, well, and I had a bunch of people even, I'm saving a highlight on my page of like any time because my followers now know that I am like, I'm not doing good. I tell them every time I'm like, check my status of my nails and you'll know how bad my anxiety oh. is. You know, of it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they'll send me and I have uh, this again, like I said, it's just wonderful because I have people just send me tidbits of like their husbands that are flight mechanics or airline oh, wow. coordinators or whatever pilots like they just go through and they send me little tidbits of being like hey fyi there's this fact here fyi there's this fact where i'm like this shockingly helps a lot so thank you keep sending it my way and i'm saving it again for anyone listening on my main page i'm saving it it's a flight it's a plane and then the terror 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 face <laughs> of being okay like, nice but i just have it's it saved under there. To do that. yeah it's it's awesome so i mean yeah it's uh yeah, I'm just I'm tired of feeling scared over this because right, yeah, it, it's it's it is it can be a lot. It's it's I remember the feeling of how and my, you asked my wife she had to deal with me like going back to the medication thing. Like I had basically just couldn't take medication because I can't be a productive person if I'm on Ativan. I yeah. can't respond to anything that's urgent or you know or like an emergency or anything. I'm not really helpful on drugs on medication. Yeah. And I just didn't like how I felt. I, I couldn't like step off the plane and just go into our trip or vacation. And have, I had to like, be like, I had to like, oh, I got to go sleep now because I'm so exhausted yeah. and tired from, from uh, this chemical that's in my body. So I, I had to do it for myself, my kids, and just because I knew that the, really the only way to change your brain nervous system response is medication free, but it can be used as a tool. Yeah. Just to get, get, you, just get to, you through it. Yeah. Just to rally up, or just not rally, but tally up some just. Po more positive than negative flight experiences. Yeah. You know, like, and that will increase your confidence, which then makes you want to fly more because the more your confidence goes up, you believe in yourself, you believe overall it's going to go pretty well. You're sort of mostly optimistic. And then it helps you take on more of a growth mindset, which is going to help you just stick to the, to the plan and just continue to challenge yourself. So you keep learning and growing and changing. And then you become the best version of yourself you possibly can be, you know, because yeah. you just keep learning and growing. Yeah, and that's what I want. So, with your flight anxiety, did you have that all your life, or how did? Oh, did I did that... not. No, no? it, was okay. it started it? with uh, just the flight, and it was. But so I've been with my wife since 2012. So okay. this when we started dating. Yep. I went on a trip with her family, not that uh, 
late into our relationship. And I was going to meet her entire family on the, on the East coast. Cause we were all on the West coast. Yeah. And I was going with her mom, her dad, her brother, her brother, brother's girlfriend, sister, sister's husband. It was like, all of us were all in a row on the plane, like going from Portland to Washington, DC to then drive to Maryland. And like just partway through the trip, we had, we had to land in Denver, Colorado first. Yeah. It was like I had the weather or something about what was going on, like the elevation change. Cause I'm kind of like altitude sensitive and like motion sensitive. Yep. I just had a panic attack. And as I had it, because it was so shocking and sudden, it was like I thought something was wrong with me. It just created this whole spiral of just negative energy. And then I felt so afraid, so high. I, I was just like, what's going on? This is just crazy. Because I used to love flying. I would look out the window the whole time, just think yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. And then I, so I, I lost it. I lost my connection to flying being fun. And I didn't fly for a couple of years. But then it was like, all right, I got to deal with this. So I became afraid of crashing, dying, pan- having a panic attack. Yeah. Uh, the heights, just so many things, right? Yeah. It was just, it was a really hard, challenging thing to overcome, but I wanted to do it. Got to a point where I was like, the pain of not dealing with this is greater now than the pain of being uncomfortable on the plane. Yeah. Well, right? that's where it's at for me at this point where I'm like, I can't like, this that's is not how you fun. change. Yeah, yeah. This is not fun where I'm like, this, like, like I said, it's not just a fear of the day of, I'm like, and that's what I've tried to explain to people. I'm like, this is not just the day of like, it's anticipation. It's a entire thing the moment i plan the trip it is yeah. looming on me and it's like it's it's like it's a lack of control starting the day of booking the ticket where i'm like mm, something's out of control for me and i'm like it's that and i'm like it makes yeah. it, it's it's awful but like you said that's why i'm like so determined this time where i'm like we're gonna take care of this and we're just gonna keep on keep on taking care of it you're gonna be so <laughs> proud of yourself once you see the changes start to happen and you actually yeah. do because Yes. The, so the anticip- this, is, this is another helpful tip is that the, ang- the anticipation anxiety is often the most challenging part, but it can resolve pretty quickly because a lot of times once you commit to getting on the plane, you get on the plane and it takes off. It's like your brain kind of just goes, oh, well, now we're here up in the air. We already kind of did the thing. And it's pretty, you know, everything seems OK. There could be some sensations and stuff for some people that cause some anxiety. But for some people, just committing to it and getting through, breaking through the anticipation anxiety can really help a lot. Yeah. And knowing that when you book your flight of like, Hey, I know what my brain's going to do. It's going to go into fight or flight mode. It's going to freak me out. It sucks. But I know that if I get through this part, I could really see a lot of growth and change happening. And and the reason I'm doing this is for myself, for my yeah. future self. It's my future self is waiting for me to, to, to take these practice flights and to get through this because it's, it's going to lead to so many amazing changes in life experiences that you just got to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's, the great thing is our our brains are plastic. We have neuroplasticity that we're dealing with. So it is completely possible, 99.99% possible that you will change yeah. with the right effort, with the right information and determination and attitude. There's no reason why you wouldn't change. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, I believe that. in you. <laughs> I, I believe in me too. I'm going to do it. I mean, I have, like I said, I have no other choice. I'm, I'm too stingy to, well, that, uh, right. to buy a ticket in the back out. So I'm going to do it, but yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. I'm actually debating on whether or not to fly the weekend before I go to California to Chicago real what quick. Are, like and, practice you mean, or do another trip? Do another trip. It would only be from Friday to Sunday. My, I have family that lives out there and they're having like a Oktoberfest thing. But my, That'd be so my mom said, she's like, you should come with like probably one of the kids. I wouldn't take all of them because that'd be too much. But I was like kind of debating. But again, the only problem in this do is it, the, medi- do it. Know, the medication portion <laughs> is where I struggle because 
I feel scared to take not go with medication, but also I cannot get any more medication for my doctor because I need to save what I have for London and LA. So I'm like, mm. oh, so he's you're kind of capped out. Oh, no. Yeah, I would cap. I don't think I'm capped out, but I probably would raise some red flags if all of a sudden I called again and be like, I need more because <laughs> I literally you, just you know what? them. You know what, too, is like, uh, I don't know if it's true in this country, but I know I've talked to people in other countries where they don't even give you medication now for flight anxiety. Oh, really? Yeah. I think because they think people are going to say, oh, I have flight anxiety and they can just get it, you know? And so I think it depends on the doctor because I know my mom yeah. and sister got it from one doctor and they got like a crap ton. Like, Here like, you go, lifetime supply. My doctor is like, you get two on each flight going there, coming back. That's dingy. That's okay. So That's not like, enough. This is all you get. <laughs> That's it. So I'm like, I get it. It's probably it's Xanax. So I'm like, yeah, you're probably controlling that stuff like crazy. But yeah, either I don't know. I'm debating on whether or not I want to raw dog it to Chicago. Oh, you know what though? There's natural things you can take that are helpful. I, like uh, when I shifted from medication to not medication. Yeah. You know, there was a time where I actually just t- took the bottle with me. Where I I knew I probably wasn't going to take it, but it felt so comforting to have the bottle. Yeah. With me of the pills. Uh. But there's things like, I mean, now in our society, we see a lot of these like relaxing drinks and there's all these like gummies and stuff you can take. I don't know if yeah. you've seen those, but L-theanine is a naturally derived uh, compound from green tea. And it's actually a pretty calming compound that you can take. It has no side effects. It doesn't feel as in, you know strong as a medication, but also you're not getting the same side effects or anything. You, you can just take it. You don't have to worry about mixing with other stuff. It just kind of like gives you a little bit of a chill pill feeling. And yeah. so that can kind of help tame the nerves a little bit. I know people have actually tried homeopathic stuff that seems to really like it, yeah. kind of tames the nerves. But there's some natural things you can do, even like chamomile tea, just enough to take like a little bit of the edge off so you can think more clearly, clearly like yeah. yourself so you don't feel like a crazy person going yeah. on the plane. So there's some things you could try. You don't have to raw dog it completely. I know. We'll see. I don't know. Well, I haven't decided yet, but if I do, I think I would actually be better with my if I flew with my oldest. <laughs> For some reason, I feel oh, like if I flew with my six-year-old, six? I would probably, I think because I would probably click into mom mode because yeah. I'm going solo. Oh, I'm going solo to LA and then I'm going with my husband, but each of those is a different dynamic. So I'm going solo. So I'm going to just be me. Uh, so it's my fear. I'm not with anyone where I have to kind of absorb and click into mom mode and kind yeah. of mask right. a little bit. Yep. So I could, I'll just be by myself. And then with my husband, it's a different flip side of it's. I have the, what if something happens to both of us and then we leave our children orphaned thing mm-hmm. going on there. So I'm like, oh, so I think, I don't know. I'm, I'm debating, but I think it would just be good because that's three flights in three weeks that I'm like, okay, maybe it's just enough to. From my standpoint, that's excellent. Yeah. Can I, can I go into coach mode a little bit? I'll ask you a yeah. question. Yeah. So it makes total sense why you would have this thought about your kids. Cause that's, that's, that's a reality. No, no parent wants to, to ever deal with. Right. Yeah. You don't want to think that somehow you left your kids behind and you're responsible, all that stuff. It's, it's a valid feeling, but why does a person run with the thoughts? Like, you know, we know they're catastrophic. We know they're linked to anxiety, but why you actually turn them into a possible reality when you don't have any evidence. It's probably not true. Factually not true. Why, why run with it and then cause yourself more, you know, emotional frustration and yeah. challenges? Why do you think it is that you actually grab onto it and believe that it's even possibility, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just, I think as, I don't know. I think it's just, it's one of those fears. It's just a, it's a fear that came up where I'm just, I, 
I don't know. I think it's just a, it, I think it's literally just a fear. It's like, I love my kids so much and I think I'm just. Yes, of course you do. Yeah. So I'm like, I just, I, I don't know. I think it's also a guilt factor. I think with my husband and I particularly going this is our first or international trip solo, I think there's a guilt factor. And the thing I keep telling myself yeah. over and over is like, you're going to feel guilty no matter where you go. So you might as well get your butt on a plane and just get where you need to be and then feel guilty in a different country because <laughs> you're still going to feel guilty at home. Um, so I think it's that, but it definitely. Yeah. I don't know. I think we catastrophe, uh, catastrophize. I don't know what word that I'm looking for, but. You just said it right. You just did it. It's catastrophized. Okay. okay. There you go. But I think we do that on a natural basis. I think all of us, we just yes, jumped to like do. the worst possible scenario always. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I always repeat to myself just because it's possible doesn't mean it's probable or no. Just because probable, it's possible. possible. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it's possible doesn't mean it's probable. We're dealing with the human brain. Our brains have unhelpful patterns. They're called cognitive distortions. And there's so many of them that we do and we don't really realize them because they're just these shortcut, fast ways. It's a shortcut to think because if your highest priority in life is to protect your kids, it, it makes sense. You would, tr- you would trust and believe this mental shortcut, this pattern that's unhelpful. That's something that can happen to him because if you because look if you don't pay attention to it and something happens that's a horrible outcome. If you pay attention to to, to the thought and nothing happens, great. Yeah. Because it's like well maybe because I pay attention to it I saved my my children. So but either that's either way, what it is. it's a it's like yeah. a premonition type of thing. It's like if I right. if I don't do A B and C then this is going to happen. I definitely think I have like. I mean, if I can go, it's a, I have the other shoe dropping mentality constantly. I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop. So oh, I think that's also yeah, another reason. I think that's a big portion of like my anxiety just on a daily basis. It's the other shoe. You're expecting. I'm the, expecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I could go deeper. I know why I'm very self-aware with that stuff. I lost a sister when I was younger. So I think for me, it's oh, just like, and it sorry. came tragically out of nowhere. So yeah. I think it's, it's just, I'm always looking for that and i think i over i overdo it now where i over plan and i over analyze the situations to hopefully yeah. protect myself from potential cat cat catastrophe where i'm like yeah right. we're going to just protect every situation but it goes a little bit overboard well our, our brains we we our brains love the feeling of control and so that, that could just mean familiarity whatever it is, what we're used to, like patterns and habits. That's why it's hard to break out of habits and patterns because it's familiar and comforting. If we do something yeah. else, that's uncertain. I don't know what's going to end up. Even though you might be the best thing you ever do, you know, this is why it's hard to grow and change because our brain kind of pushes back against it. Like these flights you're doing, if you go to Chicago and California and London, that's going to be transformative. I don't see how it can't. You're a self-aware person. You're putting this effort into helping yourself. Like you're going to see some shifts. It's going to, yeah. you know, it's going to be like a messy little growth curve, but all growth is kind of messy. But you're, I think you're more or less, you're going to go up. You're going to end up higher than where you started. Yeah. But the thing is, are you willing to, to be uncomfortable for all those times that you don't know you're going to be uncomfortable? Cause you don't know, you don't yeah. know like, Oh, from two to three, I'm going to be anxious. You know, it's just going to be like, it could happen or not happen. Yeah. It could go way better than you expect, though, too. So it's like, as much as we believe what if thoughts that are negative, we can believe what if thoughts that are possible that are positive. Like, yeah. what if it goes better than you thought? What if yeah. it all works out? Yeah, that's what I'm it's, trying to tell myself. It's hard to to go that way, though, right? Because past yeah. events seem to predict future outcomes too. We yeah, think like, well, that yeah. thing, these things happened to me in the past. What if they happen in the future or something similar? You know, yeah. and so we're trying to protect ourselves and our kids. Yeah. yeah. 
but I'm de- I'm determined. I'm like, I, I don't want to. That's what, what you need to be. Positive what at, of what ifs is what I'm trying to focus on. So maybe I'll do it. If I, if I fly to Chicago, I'll let you know what I do. But that'd be so cool though, of a trip to do, I think like, yeah, I haven't been out there so in a while. Trip. It's so different. Yeah. I mean, it's quick enough. I said, I, I mean, it's two hours. It's, it's at just under two hour flight. So I'm like, so right I'm be getting in the car and just driving, you know, it's shorter actually than where we usually vacation in Massachusetts. So I'm like, why don't we just go? I'll just bring, I'll yeah. bring two out of the three kids. I have three kids. So I'm like, I'll just bring two out of them and I'll go Friday afternoon to Sunday afternoon and I'll just come back. Easy yeah. So. How, how old's your youngest child? 19 months. See, I, I wonder once the youngest becomes more around like five or six of some of this will like even even if, if, if yeah. things get better, I think like any residual stuff if it's there might really resolve. Not that I'm saying. I think so. I think it's, years, I definitely but. think that that feeds into it because I think the age of kids definitely feeds into anxiety way differently. Because less helpless, I'm, more helpless. That yes. type of yeah. Yeah, where I'm like, you know, I, I'm it's biology. Home, I'm, yeah, I'm home a lot, so it's like I need to be near her. I know her needs. I know like she's not talking yet, but I understand what she needs. Like it's yeah. things like that where I'm like, okay, so that's why us going to London's a big trip. I'm leaving my parents with them. Who my my parents are great, so it's not going to be a big deal. But yeah, that's it's not, not the, their it's norm. Not that part, yeah. No, it's not their norm though. So for me, I'm like, and I even said that to my husband. I was like, I'm a state. I'm technically a stay-at-home mom. I do all this stuff, but I'm like, I'm home with them all the time. And when I go to LA, I said, you know what? I, I stress about that only because I am the default. I am the default and it's I, no shame to it. I am the default. So I said, yeah. it's not that I don't trust you. It's just because I know it's not your norm. So I said, I'm, I'm n- used to being home with them for 12 plus hours a day. So I get right. it, but you're not you're not, which is, that's the dynamic of what it is. So it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's not the case. I know you're capable. It's just a fact. Yeah. So it's just, that's where I stress more about it, where I'm like, I just want to know that you're not going to be overwhelmed because I get overwhelmed. (laughs) So like, that's that. Right. um, You got to play into it a little bit. You're just, you're, you are as a mom, as a person who cares about people, you're tracking what everyone's possible emotional experience is going to be. Yeah. You're, you're worrying about people. And then, so you have less capacity for yourself too in in that respect. So it's going to be harder to then be like, all right, I'm going to do this challenging thing that I've hated. Yeah. And which involves all these other complicated dynamics, like having my children stay with my parents, you know, just all that's, that's complicated stuff. So it's all going to play into the emotional state that you experience when you go to the airport, when you book a ticket, because you're, because subconsciously we need, we know things before we know them consciously. So like, as soon as you book a ticket, your brain already knows my kids are going to be with my parents. It knows all this stuff that's going to cause uncertainty and powerlessness, like yeah. immediately. So you feel those that anxiety immediately, and then so it can play into the the flight anxiety part. Yeah, it's it's yeah. tricky. Yeah, it is. But I think I I just I think what I've told everyone. This is what I even tell like my listeners because I have a lot of moms here that listen and things like that. Especially just anxiety talk is like I just have warned everyone. I'm like just FYI, I'm going to call you. And I'm going to leave lists and I'm going to sound a little psychotic. So just fair warning. <laughs> yeah. But I just tell everyone, I'm like, you can, I think there's such a shame in anxiousness. I think there's such a shame surrounding anxiety. Yes. And we don't like to admit it. And I've just told everyone, I'm like, you have to admit it. Like, you almost have to say like, hey, I'm dealing with this. It's not me. It's just my brain. It's not that I don't trust you. It's not any of that. It's just I have to say it out loud so yeah. I can like just get it, get it out of my brain. My brain needs me to say it out loud right now. It's not me. It's not you. It's just my brain and it's whack-ass chemicals. <laughs> yeah. Don't, you know, like try to do what you can to not hold it in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's invisible. So it's so hard for 
people to even know someone else is being is, is dealing with anxiety or depression. Yeah. And then on a plane, you might feel like you're the only person dealing with your feelings, but because it's invisible, you don't realize like a third of the plane might really be having a hard time. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. And like everyone's kind of distracting themselves, appearing normal, or they're on medication or whatever, or they or they drink a whole bunch. So like everyone's dealing with their own way. Like you said, not everybody like maybe thinks flying is that amazing anyways. Yeah. But we're, but everyone's kind of suffering in some level, but we can't communicate about it and be open. We have yeah. to just sit there and bite our lip, which is that's hard because we might need a little, just a little bit of comfort, might need a little bit of connection, understanding to get us through it. And it can make all the difference. So absolutely, I think you're the type of person who's comfortable sharing. So like share away, let people know, just put it out there to be examined, you know, under the microscope. So it loses power over you. That's yeah. why I think kind of happens when you do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been so helpful. <laughs> I, well, I'm glad. I, I want it to be helpful. Yeah. yeah. Feel free to message me or anything with any questions too. Like I, would, I will. I feel like you're so determined and you're, so, you're probably so close in a way that you can't see. Yeah. And, you know, like I want you to go to Chicago. I want you to do all these amazing things in life, you know, not just so you can experience them in the present, but you can look back and go like, wow, my life was amazing. I'm so glad I always said yes. And I didn't say yeah. no. Right? Yeah, because that's been a lot of my life. I mean, like I said, I have family out in California. They're, I, are you in, you said West Coast, right? Where are you? Yeah, I'm in Oregon. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. my family, I have family in uh, San Diego. And I haven't, I haven't flown out there since right before the pandemic. It's a beautiful um, place. Yeah, it's awesome. So that's why I'm like yeah. excited to do LA, but I'm like, I, I'm pumped to go, but I have, I've missed out on like, you know, my family, my, my right. mom and dad and my sister have flown out there. I haven't. And I mean, granted, I've had kids things like that, but I've missed out on big things too. So I'm like, I, I want to be able to, to plan that stuff and you deserve it. You deserve to be able to do yeah. things that other people yeah. are doing Yeah, so. for sure. Anyway, well, thank you for everyone listening. I'm going to link welcome. everything of Adams in the show notes. So anything that we've talked about, I'll put in the show notes. Um, and like yeah. Adam said, message him on on Instagram, and he has a free PDF and things like that. Um, and yeah, so have coaching sessions and Facebook everything. So if you guys are in the same boat as me, like let's do it together. <laughs> like I, watch my stories, That's please. The best way to do it. And and I'm I'm gonna take the hit for all of you guys, and I'm gonna we're going to tackle this together and hopefully I can inspire you guys to get on. Cause I know, the, I know the fear. It sucks. It sucks so much, but we're going to, I think we will inspire other people for sure. I hope so. Yeah. And if anyone wants to know about more about me, just go to lifetakesflight.com. That's all you do. And then it's just tell us more about what I do, some things I have available, but my Instagram page is, has a lot of posts and it's, I think it's really helpful for people. They've actually, many people have told me they've just read my posts and it's, like led to them overcoming their fear and anxiety. Absolutely. Yeah. So, that's why, I mean, that's why I'm so glad that someone pointed me in your direction. So me too. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thank you, Adam. You're so welcome. Glad to be here. Another episode down. Thank you all so much for listening. If you love today's episode, I would be so appreciative if you would leave a rating and review. I cannot begin to tell you how much those mean to me, but also how much they help me get in front of more eyes and more ears. As always, be sure to check back every Tuesday and Friday for a new episode, whether it's an episode with me, me and my husband, me and Katie, or just another incredible, amazing guest. Stay tuned for more honest, real, raw chit-chat. And hey, do me a favor before you go. Remind yourself how amazing you are, how enough you are, how special you are. And boy, oh boy, I sure am glad to have you here. Thanks, friend. <laughs>